Well, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 70. That's right, 7-0 and session number 16 of Ask Scott. This is where I answer your questions, the listeners, that is, every single Friday, and it's been 16 weeks that I've been doing this every single Friday. So I really look forward to doing these. They're a lot of fun. Uh, keep them coming in, by the way. Uh, what you basically have to do if you're brand new listening to this, all you have to do is head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask. You leave a voicemail there. I'll listen to it, and then I group them for these shows. And it's a great way for me to actually connect with you. Even though we can't sit down together, we can actually sit down. You can ask a question, and I can go ahead and give you my answer. And that's what I do on these episodes. So that's what we're going to be doing in today's show. All right, so... Before we do jump in, I've got a couple of things I want to mention here. If you are brand new or you haven't had a chance to attend one of our free live workshops, you can head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop and you can sign up for that. Now, if you've already attended one and you want to hang out again, no problem because you guys all know that I'm there live and I'm there to answer your questions live at the end. And I do try to answer most all of the questions from the live attendees and that's really kind of like my, uh, I guess my gift to you is that I'm going to hang out and listen to you and I'm going to answer your questions live. And I also teach for the first part of it, the five phases of launching your product, actually picking your product, sourcing the product, launching the product and promoting the product. And I do that all on this live workshop. And there's so much fun. Myself and Chris Schaefer, who actually uh, helps me out with that, uh, he actually hangs out there and he's got a lot of knowledge that he shares as well. So would love to have you hang out with us if you haven't done so already, or if you want to come back and hang out again, that's cool too. If you're brand new and you need some help in this and you want to get started now, you can always head over to the blog at theamazingseller.com forward slash start. And from there, you'll get a group of podcasts linked together. So this way here, you can go through the entire journey that I've gone through from start to launch. And uh, that's all there for you like right now. So I urge you to do that if you're brand new. But before I answer the first question, let me just go ahead and give a little shout out to my iTunes people out there, the ones that are so kind to take the time, the the few seconds to leave a review. I really appreciate it. And uh, I just wanted to go ahead and say thank you because it does motivate me to continue to want to do this because you're letting me know that you're enjoying it. So this one here comes in from Karen Lee St. Louis, best private label podcast, five stars. This podcast gives more straight to the matter information than any other I've found. Useful, actionable data. I listen to I listen to every podcast. I am taking action because the information Scott provides enables me to do this. Garlic press on, Scott. <laughs> I love it. And uh, if you are new and you don't know the garlic press thing, you'll soon know if you go back and listen to all of those episodes because it's kind of like the common theme around here. All right. So with that all being said, let's go ahead and listen to the first question and I'll go ahead and I'll give you my answer. Hi, Scott. This is Amy calling from Maryland. Just want to give a shout out to the Northeast because I just moved back here from Albany. Um, love your podcast. Love everything you're doing for us. Um, just want to say thanks and for being so genuine um, and kind with everything. My question for you is, um, so I have a, a Facebook account with about 8,000 likes and um, I just wanted to see if um, it's a good idea to start promoting my item on there and to generate more traffic to my listing Um, because I just launched my product about 
a week ago, and the sales are, are pretty slow、um, for the most part. Just got my first organic sale a couple days ago.、Uh, gave away product to friends and family. Did some promos on Thomason、um, as well. So、uh, just wanted to see if you have any insights on how to、uh, gear the、um, take advantage、uh, per se of my Facebook group.、Um, I think we have a, a good advantage there.、Um, and.、Uh, Any advice would be much appreciated. Thanks again, and thanks for everything. Hey, Amy, thank you so much for the question. And、uh, wow, I didn't realize that you're from the Albany area, not too far from me. So,、um, good move, though, because、uh, I'm actually thinking about actually not thinking, we are. <laughs> we're、uh, actually looking now, but we're not going to do it for about, I'd say, about 18 months when my son graduates. But、uh, we are going,、uh, yeah, we're going south. We're going to probably end up in South Carolina ish or maybe North Carolina. But hey, good move.、Um, thank you so much for the question and the positive you know, feedback and all that stuff. It really does mean a lot to know that it's making a difference. So you're in a great spot.、Uh, I love, I love it that you have a Facebook page. Now, you didn't say if it was a fan page or a group. I think you said a page once and then a group. So I'm not quite sure what it is, but regardless, I think you said it was 8,000 likes or fans or. Members, whatever, it's still a place where you've grouped these people that are interested in your products, which is awesome. Okay. So you can leverage that in a few different ways. The very first way is I would definitely engage. I would want that, I would want you to engage on a regular basis to keep the engagement up. And I've said this before if you already have a fan page or a group, it's a great place to continually add content, ask questions, keep that list engaged. And by doing that, you're going to show up when you post something, whether it's a promotion or not. Now, I wouldn't just go and start promoting a product, I would, you know, deliver value and then I would go ahead and then sprinkle in. Your product, or maybe not even just your product, maybe like I'm going to give away 10 of these, you know, to the first 10 that reply or that do this or that do that, right? Make it into like a little contest, or you can do five a day. It doesn't have to be 10.、Um, that's one way. The other way is, is you can go ahead, and I believe, and I don't know all of the details on this, but you can. You can go ahead and send an email through Facebook that will、um, directly go to those people.、Um, and I'm pretty sure, definitely in a group, I believe that you can do that for sure. And I don't think you can in a fan page, but in a group, I believe you can.、Um, that's one way that I would look into as well. So this way here, you can mention your, you know, your, your、uh, promo code or whatever you're going to do there.、Um, so that's another great way that you can use that. The other thing that I would probably do is I would. Have some type of opt in form or uh, email um, form where people could then sign up to your email list in order to be entered into a contest, let's call it. Maybe you're going to give them away for totally free without even the coupon code just to get some email addresses. Now, with those email addresses, you're going to be able to reach those people a lot easier. So, that's one thing that I would probably try to do as well try to get those people from Facebook and then off of there. Now, The other thing that you definitely can do is you can run a Facebook ad that is just targeting those people. Even if you only spend, let's say, $5 a day and you didn't even do it per click, you, you did it per,、uh, you know, per impression. So this way here, your branding is going to be just kind of like always coming up, whether you have a promotion or not.、Um, so that's one way to put your ad in front of people that you know,、uh, you know that they are your target audience because now you get to. 
advertise specifically to those people, you know, that have signed up for your page. So that's what I would do. You could even do this. You could take that that $5 budget per day or $10 budget per day for just impressions, but in in the ad, it could say, you know, sign up here to win you know, X, Y, Z, whatever it is, you know, obviously your product or, you know, something that's going to give them a discount or whatever. And then you can get them off of Facebook and onto your email list. You can hear the, the theme here, right? I'm trying to get the people from Facebook onto my email list. So this way here, I can email them directly and I'll have them whether I'm on Facebook or not. So this way here, I can do that, um, you know, by, by getting their email address. But the other thing you can do is just put out a message on your group page or your fan page and then just say the first 10 people that private message me will get you know a coupon code and then you can directly message them. A little bit more work, but you can still do that. So I think you can hear there's a lot of different things you can do with that list of people, but I think I would be doing it all. I would be giving that, I would continually add, you know, more content that's going to help your target audience, making you more of an authority. And then from there, you're able to deliver that and they're going to love it and they're going to want to consume it. And then when you sprinkle in a promo, you're going to get a few of those people that are going to take you up on that. So I would do that. So this way here, I could constantly have a steady push of, you know, sales. So this way here, even if you're only giving out 10 or five or whatever you want to do per day, it's going to spike your sales over time. And the more that you do this, the more sales that you're getting through, you know, your particular listing, you're going to then show up on Amazon's radar and then they're going to start ranking you. So I hope that's helped. And I know there's a lot of different things, like I said, that I I recommended there, but I would just, I would kind of just pick a couple and do it. But I would ultimately be thinking in the back of my mind, how can I get them from Facebook to an email list? Um, That would be like my number one priority. And then from there, I'm able to then in future, I can, I can go ahead and I can, I can email them and say, Hey, you are on our VIP list. You're going to get, you know, a chance to get our product for $3.95 or whatever when it lists for $29.95, um, something like that. So just, uh, just some ideas there for you. Again, if we were sitting down, this is what I would be kind of brainstorming with you and I would see exactly what you could do like as fast as possible. So really it comes down to taking action. And I've said that time and time again. So thank you so much for the question. I appreciate it. Good luck to you. Keep me posted on what you do and what, and how it affects your, uh, your listing. And, and again, just remember, you know, slow and steady does win the race. Okay. So just slow and steady doesn't have to be overnight. And I know sometimes sales are slow, but if you keep at it, they will start to turn. They will, will start to generate a little more, a little more and a little more. And then from there, you'll start getting that momentum. Okay, so let's go ahead and listen to the next question, and I'll give you my answer. Hi, Scott. Sean from Virginia. Love the podcast. Thanks for all the free content. It's great stuff. Just wondering how to evaluate the top 10 products when there's a variety of price points. Let's say the top one and number two are $3 and $4, respectively, but then number three is approximately, let's say, 10 to $15, just as an example. How does this influence your willingness to get into that niche or into that product category when there's a wide discrepancy in prices? Thanks so much. Hey, Sean from Virginia. Thanks so much for the question. And it's a great question. I haven't answered this one yet. So I really, I love the question because it's, it's kind of new, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, 
the thing is here is you want to almost see like what's the top of the pay scale? Like what's the what's the top that people are charging that are getting some good sales? Okay, and then what's the low end, right? So you want to find that and see where you can potentially the keyword here is, is potentially create a premium product. Now, it could be as something as everyone is selling just a single unit, but you can now create a bundle. Okay. And the bundle could just be three of the same thing if the product is bundable. Okay. Now, if bundable, I don't even know if that's a word. I think it's a word. Like it doesn't sound right to me. But anyway, you ever do that? You ever have a word that doesn't sound right and it is right? And you ask someone, you go, is that really how they sound? And that's how I just felt right there. And I just announced that and admitted that live. So if you're laughing at me, it's okay. Uh, so yeah, if, if you can take, you know, you know, and actually add an element to it now. Now, let's say that you know that the top one that's charging the most and they're just selling a single unit, you can add an accessory to it and then now you can charge that at least or maybe even more in the future. That's what I would look at. But I would say if only one of them is getting top dollar and all the rest are like low, like $7 and $10 and there's only one that's $29, that would make me think that probably the market is going to be harder because I'm going to be competing with a lot of these lower numbers. I like to find a mix. Um, and again, the tool that is working really well at doing this quickly, and they'll give you like an average of the prices, is Jungle Scout. And um, I did an interview recently with Greg Mercer. You guys have probably heard it. If you hadn't, you're going you're gonna to want to go back and listen to it. That's episode 56. And um, Jungle Scout, it really does simplify things and it gives you averages on the BSR, the price, um, reviews, all of that stuff. So I would recommend definitely checking that out. Uh, and again, I would go to that page. Uh, Greg Mercer actually gave us some downloads that you can download and that is um, that accompanies that that post or that particular episode. You can find that episode at theamazingseller.com forward slash 56. I would urge you to do that because um, the downloads that he gives is kind of like some cheat sheets as far as BSRs and stuff. So anyway, really, really good idea. Now, if you don't have access to that, then you're just going to have to go through and, and go through the top 10, individually drill into each one, find out what the prices are, and then from there, get your average. Um, or just look at them individually and say, oh, there's two of them that are charging $29 and the rest of them are under $10. Well, what's the reasoning? And are they identical? Meaning, are they the same type of thing? Not the identical product technically, but are they the same thing? Like, I don't mean like it has to be the same product as far as the, the exact model, but is it the same device? Like, is it a garlic press that has a really nice rubber handle on it and this, you know, certain steel and are the other ones just plain ones that are just stainless? Um, you know, what's the difference? And then I would go and look in, in, uh, and kind of drill into the reviews of the other ones and kind of see where I can improve and, and all of that stuff, which I've already talked about that in the past. You guys know that. Um, but really, it wouldn't it wouldn't make me say that I couldn't do it. I would just need to do a little bit more digging to see if if the reason why that that one is selling well and or you know at a higher price and why. Um, but it would make me a little nervous if there was only one or two and the rest were all really low. Um, I would like to find them where they're kind of in that middle road, you know, middle range of the road where, you know, they're, they're questionable. They're, they're close. You know, they might just be a few dollars less, but when you're that far off, it makes it hard because then you start thinking you're going to compete on price. So that would bring up a flag to me and I would need to really kind of do a little bit more digging and, and really see if that's the only product that I think I can sell 
rather than moving on to my list of other ones that I could sell. So I hope that's helped you. I appreciate the question and the kind words. Uh, and keep me posted, you know, uh, send uh, either an email or uh, maybe even a future voicemail and just let me know how you made out uh, and what you decided. All right. So with that being said, let's go ahead and listen to one more question and I'll give you my answer. Hello, Scott. This is Lauren. Yeah, really enjoying your podcast. I've been selling on Amazon for about a year now. I've got a couple of accounts and I'm still extracting a lot of very useful information from your podcast. So thank you very much, Scott. My question is based on the Amazon PPC. I've listened to your podcast based on that uh, Amazon PPC, and I've set up four accounts. Uh, the first account is the automated account. Second account is the Amazon suggested keywords. Third is the Google suggested keywords, and the fourth is the uh, converting keywords. Uh, my question is: um, I've got uh, one uh, account with uh, twenty SKUs. And it's based on the same product, but just different variations, like different colors and different quantities. Um, I find I'm myself competing against myself, basically, when I uh, promote the different uh, SKUs. I'm just wondering if you have any suggestions on setting up Amazon campaigns to actually effectively um, cater for uh, multiple SKUs in the same sort of niche. Thanks very much, Scott. Really enjoying your um, your work. So, yeah, just uh, keep up the good um, podcast. Thanks, Scott. Bye-bye. Hey, Lauren, thanks so much for the question, and I love talking about pay-per-click. You guys all know that, too. Um, Yeah, I think you're on to something, and the thing is, if you have 20 SKUs, you probably know out of all those SKUs which one has sold the most. Now, this doesn't always mean that's the one I'm going to go after, but if your SKUs have different price points, but they're leading into, like, let's just say you have one product with four variations, all right, and let's say, for example, you're selling... The fourth variation has a bundle with all three of them together or four of them, whatever it is, and that's $29.95, but you have one you can buy singly that's $14.95 or $15.95 or whatever. You may want to play around with that. You may want to advertise or drive the pay per click towards the higher variation and then um, see how that converts. And then also you might want to try doing one with just the low variation. I love this. Actually, I'm learning more about this because I actually have a third product that has variations and it's actually funny. I'm going to share a little story with you. I did exactly that. I, I drove people to the variation that had a higher price point of three together. So you can buy all three together or singly. Okay. And then what I did was I drove traffic to that. Then what I did, I drove it to the higher priced one. Then what I did is I drove the price to the lower priced one. And that one right now is converting higher, but my sales aren't necessarily coming in from that small variation. But what it did is it led people in on the lower price. It's almost like, you know, you go to the store and they give you like a lost leader where they'll get you in the store for something, but then while you're in there, you buy other things. It's the same idea. It gets people to click because of the price point. They get into your listing and now they see, oh, I can buy that one for $15 or I can buy three of them for $45 or for $40 or $30. And then from there, they can say, oh, wow, I'm getting $10 off or $15 off or I'm getting one for free practically if I buy the three together. So, that's been working really well for me, and I'm going to actually report on that soon when I have a little bit more data. I've been running for about, for about two weeks now, and the conversion on that has been really good. It's eye-opening, actually, and I'm so glad I tested it, and that's why I always tell people you have to test, but I would test it. 
I would test, I would look at your data too to see what ones, like if you have a red one and that red one seems to be converting more, I would use that one as my lead-in um, to get people into the listing. Uh, so kind of use your data from what you've already done. I think that's smart. All right, so hope that's helped you, um, and it's funny because that's something that I've just recently done, and uh, I'm finding it to be really, really, uh, I, I, I guess, you know, something that really is going to impact my third product because, you know, I'm able to get people in on a lower end, and then when they get in there, they want to get the better deal. Um, works really good. I got another friend of mine who's who's selling on Amazon who's doing this exact same thing as that, is he's bundling it. You know, you get people in uh, at a lower price, but you get in there, and you get three of them, and you, you save like, you know, almost like 30 40%. So it makes sense. All right, so hope that's helped you. Good luck. Keep me posted, and uh, let's go ahead and listen to another question, and I'll give you my answer. Oh, hi there, Scott. Yeah, this is Dirk here. Firstly, I want to say thank you very much for your podcasts. Um, we feel as if we can take the information with us and you know put it into action straight away, which is uh, so rare to find nowadays. So thank you for that. Yeah, just got a couple of questions. Uh, firstly, uh, we mentioned when promoting to your Facebook group, um, say with a four dollars ninety five offer. Um, I was wondering how do you get the Amazon's coupons to work so that it gets to four ninety five because. In that case, wouldn't they have to pay shipping as well? Uh, and how do you address that uh, to the um, the customers? Um, and uh, the second question was, with uh, Thomason.com, uh, when you get bloggers to review your product, um, uh, now, in that case, do you ask them directly for a review or do you put them through the same uh, three-step email system, uh, autoresponder, to ask them for feedback first? and then ask for review. Just wondering whether you can expand on that. That'll be great. Thanks so much, Scott. Hey, Dirk, thanks so much for the question. Actually, the questions, and I'm going to actually answer both of them. To answer your first question, it's really actually simple. If you want to give your product away for $4.95 and you want that to be the final price, well, you have to take your main price that you're selling it for, $19.95, let's say, and then just go ahead and use your calculator and minus $4.95, and then whatever that difference is, okay, then you're going to create the coupon code to discount that much, okay? It's not a percentage, it's going to be that exact much, or that 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 exact amount, okay? And then that will give you your, your total. So you're just taking like, you know, if you're selling something for $20 and you want the coupon code to be $5, well, you have to create the discount code to give off $15. Um, that's the simplest way that I can describe it without doing, you know, $4.95. Um, so that's what you have to do there. As far as the, uh, how do they get it for, you know, the shipping included, usually this is only going to be advertised if you have Prime. If you have Prime, then you're, they're going to get free shipping because Prime offers that. Now, if they're if you're going about this without, you know, basically saying that they have to have Prime in order to get the free shipping, then you could run into a problem. I always state that, that in order to get free shipping, you need to have Prime, and most people that want to review products will have Prime. Okay, but you definitely want to be clear about that. Okay, now on Thomason, okay, Thomason.com, that is um, the one, you know, if for you that are listening that don't know what that is, it's a, it's a review site for bloggers that actually blog. And then uh, Thomason connects you, the, the seller of products, with a blogger that will review products. They'll review it on their blog and in your criteria when you post your, your, uh, 
offer inside of Thomason, you're going to say all of that there. You're going to say, I want it posted on your blog, and I also want a review posted on Amazon, and you need Prime in order to get you know free shipping and handling, so you want all that stuff in there, and then Thomason will actually go through and make sure that they do all of these points that you set in your criteria, so this way here, you're going to get your, your reviews and all that. Now, I always leave my my system in place that tells them or asks them for the follow-ups, you know, through through the follow-ups, the you know, the feedback, the reviews. I just let it still go in there. And if they're on Thomason and they signed up, they're kind of just getting reminded of it. And then from there, they may it may just kind of nudge them to do it if they haven't already done it, even though Thomason does it. And if they've already done it, then no big deal. They're just going to ignore the email, or they may even send you a reply and say, Scott, I already did it. Um, thank you. And then you can say, no problem. And then um, once they do leave a feedback, though, there is a setting inside of Feedback Genius, I believe, that you can check, and then it will not allow that next email to go out if they've done a feedback. But see, on uh, Thomason, they don't ask for feedback. They only ask for a review. So this way here, if you do your follow-up sequence, you'll get a, a feedback out of it as well, which I think is important. All right. So I hope that's answered your question or your questions, and I appreciate them. And uh, for those of you listening, uh, you know, creating coupon codes, you just do that in the back end of the Seller Central. Real easy to do. And I would also definitely recommend you use one-time code, one-time use codes, that is, and that will only allow that code to be used once. That way there, you don't have to worry about codes getting leaked. All right, so we got time for one more question. Let's go ahead and listen to it, and I'll give you my answer. Hi, Scott. This is Lisa, and I want to thank you so much for all your podcasts. Really fantastic information. You have lots of great karma doing this for free. It's really, really great of you. I have a question I listened to podcast number 19 on pay-per-click, and I did exactly um, the steps competitor and the uh, the manual and the automatic, and I definitely had some issues. I, I was spending a lot of money and not really um, getting too far with it. I, I was getting some sales. Um, but And then you mentioned in a podcast you did with Greg Mercer, you talked about doing suggested keywords from Amazon. And it sounded like it was different than the automatic or the competitor or manual um, campaign. So I wanted to see if you could just um, talk about that a little bit more because that sounds like something I'd really like to try. Thank you so much. Hey, Lisa, thanks so much for the question. And um, yeah, there's a few different ways that we do this. And you're right. Listening to that interview with Greg Mercer, we talked about his strategy, my strategy, and they're very similar. And you know, I do definitely recommend using the suggested. Um, and I, I believe I, I've talked about that in the past. Um, usually, and again, I want to back up a little bit. You mentioned that you know you set up your auto campaign and you know you were getting some sales, but you were feeling you were spending a lot of money. I would definitely limit the amount of budget that you're using for that. Like if you're if you're nervous that you're, you know, you're spending too much or you don't know how it's going to convert yet, just, you know, allocate maybe 10 or $20 per day. You know, some listening are like, well, this guy, that's a lot of, that's a lot of money in this business. You know, you got to be willing to spend money in order to get the data. So that way there you can expand it. And you did say that you were getting some sales. So were the sales, um, at least a break even, you know, because at that, I still think it's worth it to continue to run it. But your auto campaign in the beginning is really there just to kind of like uncover the keywords that Amazon is suggesting for you. Okay. Through real search, the suggested is them really going through and scraping your listing. And then saying, like, according to your listing title, you know, your 
description, your bullet points, your keywords in the back end, all that stuff. These are the keywords we think that you should use. And I definitely think that you should use the, the suggested bids because those, again, could be a really, really um, you know good way for you to start seeing other keywords that are going to convert for you. But the real thing here is, and I want everyone to understand, is you know give the campaign some time. I usually like to give an auto campaign, I like to give five to seven days. The, the suggested bid, I like to do the same. And then what I'll do is I'll go back and I'll look at the information, the data. And then on the suggested keyword one, what I would do there is I would look at the ones that they're suggesting. I would look at my impressions. I would look at the, at the, uh, the clicks and I would look at the sales. And then I would look and see which keywords are performing the best and which ones are performing the worst. And I would pause the ones that are, that are working the worst, and then I would continue to, to run the traffic or the pay paid traffic towards the ones that are working. And then you can start to refine that suggested bids. But these are just simple ways that we're starting. As you start to, to get further into this, we're going to start really wanting to go out and find other keywords, these random keywords that you can find in Google. You can go to Google Planner, which I've talked about. And if you're brand new and you haven't heard anything about this, um, I did a complete podcast on this topic. I Actually, I, I did this one, and then also we talked about it with Greg Mercer. So the two places that you would want to go, and these will be in the show notes as well, but you can go to theamazingseller.com forward slash PPC, okay? And the other place you can go is the interview I did with Greg, which is at theamazingseller.com forward slash 56. And from there, you'll go ahead and you'll have more information about how to actually get this stuff going. But I would look at the data, I would look at what you're spending, and I would start to trim the ones that aren't performing well, and I would start to add more that are doing well, um, or that I would keep the ones that are doing well and just keep driving traffic to those. And the thing is, once you get a campaign that's profitable, or at least breaking even in the beginning especially, that's when then you can take that $10 a day and you can put $50 a day because now you know that the keywords that you're that you're bidding on are converting. And if they're converting, then why not throw more money at it? Because the more money you throw at it, the more traffic you're going to get, the more conversions you should have. And then what happens when you get more conversions through these keywords? Well, if you've listened to this podcast for a long time, you guys all know that it helps you rank organically. And when you rank organically, it's going to allow you to then get sales through these organic keywords. And it just keeps it just keeps going. It just the ball just keeps rolling. It gets wider, it gets deeper, and from there, you just keep building out all of these keywords on your listing and then you're being able to be found for all of these other loose keywords and it just it goes on and on and on. But you have to start small. Start with the auto, start with the suggested bids, then you can run a manual campaign, and then look at the data. And the data is not going to lie. They give you this information. They give you the impressions. They give you the clicks. They give you the sales. And just a little thing here, a little tip. If you're doing, you know, like a suggested, let's say you you do a suggested uh, keyword or keyword campaign, like you had mentioned, and you notice that they're suggesting like, you know, 500 keywords and you're seeing that you're getting this one keyword that's getting like a ton of impressions and it's getting a ton of clicks, but no sales, then I would pause that. I wouldn't use that keyword anymore. Then I would continue to run it. Okay. So just look at the data and then from there, you know, make adjustments accordingly. All right. So I hope that's helped. Um, I love talking about this stuff. You guys all know I get pumped up about pay-per-clicks. I think it's underutilized and I think that you could spend 
a lot of your time once you get up and rolling on just really, really refining this and and adding to it and, and expanding it, all right? So that is pretty much going to wrap up this session of Ask Scott. Once again, I've enjoyed doing it. If you have not joined one of my free live workshops, I would urge you to do that. Uh, we have these where you can you can actually follow along with the steps that I used when I first started and a lot of my students are using right now, and you can go ahead and follow along. And that can be found, the, the registration form that is for this is theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop, and I also stay on and answer live Q&A at the end, just like this, but live. And the last thing I just want to mention is if you have not left an iTunes review yet, I would love it so much if you would do that. It would help the show. It would let me know what you think of the show. And I'd really appreciate that if you take a few seconds out of your day to do that. That would be awesome. So that's pretty much going to wrap it up. Remember, I'm here for you. I'm rooting for you. I believe in you. And I know that you can make this happen. But all you have to do is, well, you guys all know, take action. Take care. Talk to you later.